I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Around the radio from 1 until 4. After 4 o'clock, it becomes a podcast magically at the iHeart app. John and Ken on demand, so you never have to miss a minute of the show, ever. And please donate to the Moist Line. Use the app, the microphone icon to leave a message in the John and Ken KFI section. Or, of course... Call the old toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, big story last night is that apparently he did not leave the country. We're talking about the man that they were looking for in Texas, a Mexican national who faces charges of murder. Five people were killed in a mass shooting last Friday night. He went over to a neighbor's home after a dispute over him firing off a gun and he killed five people, including a young boy. Let's get Alex Stone, ABC News, on to the John and Ken show to bring us up to date about the other arrest, too. Yeah, hey there, guys. So on, uh, so his wife or girlfriend uh, has been arrested as well. She, too, is a Mexican national, although she was in court a little while ago. Her magistrate hearing in Texas uh, something that they've got there. And they said they don't know if she uh, is legally in the U.S. or not. We know he was not. He had been deported four times, uh, twice in 09, once in 2012, once in 2016. Uh, but he was found hiding in a closet under laundry in the home of a, uh, a family member when federal agents uh, on a SWAT team uh, went in, found him in that home. His uh, wife or partner, whatever the relationship is, isn't really clear yet either. Uh, and another person, a man, were in the home and uh, they were allegedly 
helping him hide out through all of this. And police had been saying that the the partner was helpful and, and was helping them out. They say, really, they don't now they know she was not, that she acted like she was helping them out. But the whole time, she apparently, according to them, uh, planned his getaway and helped him get away. They found him in the town of Cut and Shoot. You got to love the names in Texas. Really? Cut and Shoot. Cut and Shoot? Yeah, it was a town about 20 miles away from <laughs> his home in uh, Cleveland, Texas, uh, where he ran away from. They did find an AR. They think it is a murder weapon. They don't know yet. The The lead deputy in the area is saying... We may have the weapon, but we have to wait for ballistics. So we, I, I can't confirm. And so Oropesa booked on uh, five counts of murder. It's going to go to a grand jury, so those uh, charges may change at some point, depending on what the grand jury decides. And as for the uh, the wife or partner, the, the DA saying... What we believe that Ms. Nava was doing is that she was providing him with material aid and encouragement. Uh, food, clothes, uh, and had uh, and had uh, arranged transport to this house. But they say they don't know how he got there. They think she uh, set it up, the, the transportation, but he didn't have a cell phone. He dropped that during the, the search for him. They had that. So how was he communicating? Was there a car waiting for him? How did she get him there? They don't know. I don't know if Mr. Orpeza fled the neighborhood on foot, was picked up, and delivered somewhere else. We don't know that right now. So it was a tip that uh, came into the FBI tip line at around 520 yesterday. They then went and acted on it. Also, remember earlier this week, there was activity that there was a uh, potential sighting of him, and they locked down the schools, and then they said, no, it wasn't him. It was somebody who looked like him, and it was over, and uh, he wasn't in the area. Now they admit they knew that that was him earlier this week. He got away from them again, uh, and they didn't want to let him know that, that they were on his trail. But uh, people in the area are saying, well, if you knew he was in the area, but you were saying publicly wasn't him, guy looked like him, everybody's safe, he, you know, he's not in the area, <laughs> that they feel like that, that ruse wasn't real great. But nonetheless, they, they say now they, they know that was him. Apparently they got a lot of tips, though, huh? Yeah, there there were uh, quite a few that came in. They said they had to follow up on all of those. Makes sense. There were a lot of potential sightings of them, people who thought that they knew something. Uh, but it was one that came in after 5 o'clock yesterday. There was the one that said he's hiding in this family member's home. They went in and in the closet under that laundry, there he was. I was going to say, it took three days to find him in the home of a family member. Did the fact that they are illegal immigrants make it more difficult to get the information they need to track all of his family members and possible hiding places or it something? It may very well be. We don't know why it, it did take that long or if they had uh, searched this home. The FBI said that they had done a lot of what they call knock and talks. They don't have probable cause to go into, you know, just uh, the people's homes that they think he could be in. So they said that they, they got uh, the okay from a lot of homeowners to go in and take a look around. If this was one that they did a knock and talk on, if they had gone there, if they knew about it, we don't know. All right, Alex, thank you very much for that update. You got it. Thanks, guys. All right, Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, with the update on the gunman in the state of Texas. It's a town outside of Houston where he apparently uh, killed a whole bunch of his neighbors because uh, they got angry with him for shooting off a gun in the backyard. Apparently they just said to him, could you shoot it on the other side of the yard, you know, away from our house? Uh, and... You see, you, you can't make unreasonable requests of your neighbors. No, you can't. Uh, I mean, you, you, they, you, you know, you, you can't put yourself in play like that. You gotta, you got, you just gotta get out of the area. You gotta move. You can't take on a crazy guy. He's, 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 he was drunk at the time. Can't go up to a drunk guy with a with a loaded rifle and tell him to stop shooting. I. 
1,140 people, roughly, in Cut and Shoot. I just looked it up. They have their own website, cutandshoot.org. Yes, Cut and Shoot, Texas. That's the yeah. name of the town. It says here, a great place to live. We're defined less by boundaries on a map than by the sense of shared values our residents hold dear. <laughs> shared values. Why Why does every town and every company, every school write crap like that on their website? Shared Every, values? Everybody babbling about sh- shared values, core values, our values. Uh, Newsom says and, it all the time. I did, I, yeah, I noticed this when my, my kids were going to school suddenly and they got an administrator and then everything was about core values. And all the kids would mock it and all the parents would mock it because, you know, it's, it's an annoying preachy phrase. And then when you have like this. <laughs> <laughs> 105th time you've heard it, it's like, all right, shut up about your core values already. Stop it. Uh, oh, by the way, a listener uh, forwarded a story. We were talking last hour about that sob story in the El Segundo Times. Fast food workers are living in their cars. Uh, you had mentioned McDonald's. Yeah. Opened uh, restaurants with no human employees. And the, pl- the places are Fort Worth, Denver, and Las Vegas. This is a story Las that just ran, just ran in April on uh, MSN. Yes. Uh-huh. All right, I you know next time I'm in Las Vegas, I'd want to go see this. I would too. I have to find out where it is in Las Vegas. Yeah, that, not a lot of details in this story as to how they do this. Because what if you have a problem with your order? You go back and talk to the computer, I guess. Or, <laughs> you talk to the screen. Like you didn't get the fries you ordered, or <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. How do you the, deal with well, you know? There, there probably is a. a yeah, there probably is a, like you, a bot, right, you, you connect with. You, you like can, when you go online, you just see somebody wants to chat with you. It's just a bot. It's yeah. set to answer yeah. standard oh, questions. I got a bad bot the other day. Oh, you did? Oh, you, ch- oh, you chat with the bots online? I didn't know if it was going to be a bot or not. But it's I not tra- a real person. Tra- is it ever a real person? I don't think it ever is. But I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, did, you really can't get any straight answers out of any company anymore. You just, well, if you it's can't. a bot, it better be a very simple question because they're only programmed to answer certain standard, most likely questions. That, that that's what I realized because it was giving... But a lot of times I only look for customer service and I have a more complicated issue going on and that, that's worthless to me. If you go on online, they have websites and there's no way to speak to a human being. Nobody has a phone number anymore. They don't have an email anymore. They have a little chat bot and the chat bot is, is, is imaginary. And it misunderstood every question, everything I wrote. I try to make it as short and simple and obvious as possible, and I got gibberish in return. And there was zero way to uh, to communicate with this company. I, 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 same thing. I ordered something, right, like some clothing in the mail, and it, it came off wrong. And I sent in, you know, the explanation, the complaint, what I wanted to exchange for it. Never heard from them again. Wow! I, it just did. Nobody responds anymore. Nobody cares. I, oh, wow. I don't know what the, I don't, I, I, I don't, it's a, it's a very, very frustrating world right now because, because the corporations, politicians, nobody wants to speak to you. Nobody. Well, we're here live and we're speaking to people, right? I found the McDonald's. We're not bots. Where is you it? You found, what do you mean you found, oh, the Las Vegas one? Yeah. Where it's is on it? Lamb and Lake Mead. Lamb and Lake Mead. Is that... How far from the strip is that? Could you tell? Uh, I have it in an article from a Las Vegas news site. I'm trying oh. to find the exact uh, well, street I'm going to be there at uh, the end of the yeah. month. I should well, look for it. You know it. what? Every every uh, worker that's bitching about $15 an hour, uh, you, you should go visit that uh, McDonald's in uh, Las Vegas. There's your future.
At least you're getting 15. All right. Uh, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, we now take you back to California and uh, Davis. John, Davis, California, population of about 60,000 people, the home of UC Davis, one of the more prestigious universities. Yes, big agricultural agricultural area. It is. That well, is. oh, go ahead. No, no, that is the university in the UC system where if you want to study agricultural science, that's the place to go. Right. It's not usually first on people's desires for the UC colleges. or No, unless you, but unless you have that specific interest. Uh, they may have a, uh, a serial stabber on the loose. What's with stabbings lately, right? Does it Bob seem- Lee in San Francisco stabbed. And-, and all the homeless people stabbing in the streets. Right, on the metro system, metro right? Metro, and you know, people with machetes. And- well, is this what the anti-gun people say, you know? Take away the guns, and that leaves us with the knives. I, uh... This uh, actually resulted in uh, UC students having to shelter in place. What we have so far is three stabbings. We have two people dead and one woman in critical condition. Now, this is the part where I want to be sensitive, but it gets a little weird. Uh, The first victim of the stabbings was in a park, and uh, they're putting out tributes to him. His name was David Bro. B-R-E-A-U-X. Um, he was known as the compassion guy. So I got curious. What does that mean? So I looked up a story on him. Um, the Davis community knew him as the compassion guy because he would walk around the park asking people for their definition of compassion. I guess he didn't find it, did he? And did somebody get sick of that? And I don't know. I I can't tell from this whether he's homeless. He's actually published a book after countless interviews asking people for their definition of compassion. Mm -hmm. So now we'll stop the show and ask John Cobell to define compassion. (laughs) He doesn't know. He's never heard of it. Uh, I, 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 well, because it's so wildly distorted and misused now as a word and as a concept. You it have, is, especially you, when it comes to problems like the it, homeless. It's it, it for somebody who is, is suffering, you know, a, a life event totally beyond their control. Co- 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 beyond their control, you know, like their their parents got run over uh, by a bus, right? And and and, and so a kid like that needs compassion, right? You got to help him as best you can. Somebody's got to raise him. Somebody's got to create a fund for him. Right. Because it was it was just a terrible accident, twist of fate. Oh my but, God, he's been there so long. They actually created a compassion bench in 2013, dedicated to his quest for uh, definitions of compassion. But pe- people who create their own wreck of a life, that's their fault. It's on them. Make better decisions. He was don't, a don't do stupid stuff. Oh, he was originally from Duarte. Earned his Bachelor of Arts in Urban Studies at Stanford. And you know what? Also, by the way, compassion is just a feeling that makes. Uh, oh, he virtues. is homeless. Yeah, he currently stays. He, he currently stay. His book's back cover says he currently stays in Davis, California, and stands on the corner of C Street and Third Street, asking people to share their written concept right, right. of the word compassion. Look, he should not have been stabbed, but I know that you know obviously. Well, one of the other victims is a homeless woman. 
Not in his She's right the now. one that lived. The third victim, and this person died, was a UC Davis student, only 20 years old. So they're not sure what they're dealing with because is it somebody that was trying to strike out against homeless people? But then the stabbing of the college student. It's a crazy person. And, they're you know, the first people you'll meet as a crazy person are other homeless people. But, you know, if you keep doing it, right. you're getting some, some kind of rush off it. You'll just stab the next person uh, in sight. Appears to be happening in parks. The UC Davis student, Karim Abu Najam, 20 years old, was in Sycamore Park Saturday night. And this is where they think they got their only possible witness who said they're looking for somebody light-complected male, five foot six to five foot nine, thin build, wearing a black or blue sweatshirt, Adidas pants with white stripes, black shoes, carrying a brown backpack. That's, who that's all they got in terms of, because I guess in these parks, there may not be a lot of cameras. No. Uh, so they're now trying to pick up any yeah, DNA evidence. It's, it's, it's kind of like a serial killer. He's just using a knife and wandering around parks, but he, right. it, it, it most likely has this bizarre mental compulsion. He might have uh, little animals in his head telling him to stab people. Yeah, but and of course, the big one, the, the Idaho college student killer, he stabbed them all, too. You're right. What's going on with stabbings? I don't know. I don't know there if, were just nine homicides in Davis between 2012 and 2021, and now they have two inside a week. Mm. That's why this is such a big story there. Yeah, well, they they got they got the uh, they got the crazy person who's losing his mind. Yeah, sadly, you wonder if it's another homeless person. You know, he he, he might be whacked out whacked out on meth, or could is it be, somebody just angry with? Could, could be a schizophrenic, and he's he's got people talking to him. Now, commanding him to go and stab. So I, they go back and forth trying to figure out or trying to couch the issues to whether or not this is a serial stabber or are these different people. They're not sure if it's the same person who has stabbed these three people. They're not exactly saying that yet, but all indications are that it probably is one person. Yeah, if it, if it was in L.A., it easily could be three different uh Suspects, but Davis is much smaller, and it's so unusual. I mean, that's a very placid place. So, no, I've never been there. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just, I just don't people whose kids went there. Yeah, you don't hear anything about Davis. It's farm town. Yeah, it's it's a rural yeah. area. Yeah, they have a great animal uh, hospital. I mean, that's yeah. they have a, a lot of people that become veterinarians. That's where they go. There you go. Well, yeah. I guess if it's farm area, there's gonna be a lot of animals. Yeah, animals farming. Smells like cow poo. (laughs) Maybe that got to this guy. That would be farm area. All right, more coming up. Johnny Kidd, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! 
Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Fear not. We're on uh, the radio one until four after four o'clock. You could hear the podcast. It's the radio show all over again. John and Ken on demand. It's called on the iHeart app and pick up anything you missed. We get digitized and we get locked away forever. So you can always get the show. Uh, Yeah. The moist line. Use the iHeart radio app and follow that app. By the way, the moist line connect there using the uh, little microphone icon to leave a message directly for the moist line or of course, ring up the old toll-free number, one eight seven seven moist 86 one 664 7886 Coming up next hour, as John always likes to say, hey, a chance for more money? Any more money? Yeah, that's uh, what we're going to be giving away sure. with a it's, keyword. It's our job to give you money. The 320. <laughs> Honestly, other stations are constantly giving away stuff, especially the FMs. That's all they do. Uh, stay tuned for this. Live, win this. Win tickets to uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, All right. it's a cover for uh, uh, bad programming. The, the next story I'm going to turn over completely to you because um, I got to be honest. I know you've been interested. I don't have a lot of interest. But the one thing I did learn that the number one selling beer in America is Bud Light. I did not know that. It's the best selling beer in the country. Uh, it would not have occurred to me. I didn't know it was number one, but I figured it was way up there. <laughs> it is. It far outpaces Modelo and Michelob Ultra. Those are your top-selling U.S. beer sets. Well, it's good to know. <laughs> I still have Modelo ads. I've had a Modelo. They're not bad. Uh, but I, I, you know what I thought? 
because I find this out sometimes, the share of people that drink diet soda is actually very small. So I assume the same thing with beer, that people are not going to go for the light version so much. And they would stick with it because if they want beer, I want beer. I want the full effect of alcohol. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't drink much beer because it just doesn't sit well in my stomach. Right. Just makes my stomach feel uncomfortable. I don't know why. Well, uh, Bud Light sales are plummeting. Uh, In-store sales plummeted more than 26% for the week that ended April 22nd. The week before, mm -hmm. sales dropped by 21%. And the week before that, sales dropped by 11%. What could be the reasons for this? Well, everybody knows that it's uh, they, they put uh, this transgender Dylan Mulvaney on, on their beer cans. Although I don't think they actually distributed the cans. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, maybe, I didn't know that till I read this story. It was, it was they sent her a can with her face right, on it. Right. And it, I, she posted a video of herself with the can on TikTok. And that's what lit up the world. There was a very limited number manufactured. They had not been distributed, but she put it out all over social media and she was celebrating 365 days of girlhood. Let's just say that your basic Bud Light uh, drinker. Uh, is that really it? She was celebrating 365 days of girlhood? Yeah, that was the campaign. I didn't know. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Now, you're, you're talking about a drink that's primarily consumed by younger working class guys, sports fans, you know, oh, yeah. people, uh, you know, the ages. But really, Bud Light? <laughs> did you guys see what Kid Rock did in protest? Oh, that was, that yeah. was yeah. Yeah, yeah. took yeah, out a machine gun and blasted cases yeah. of Bud Light. I watched that over and over again. And, you know, that's the general attitude of most Is of the Bud Is that necessary to show violence, that you want to, like, well, kill the people? That's, that's No, he wanted to kill, he wanted to shoot the beer. Well, yeah, yeah, symbolic. And right. then he gave, he gave, turned to the camera and said, F you, Anheuser-Busch, and gave the middle finger. And it it's just not something the customer base wants to see. Yeah, you, you know, just sell beer. Just, just. You, you, there's too much of this social justice nonsense in products that have nothing to do with, with it. And it's to an audience that doesn't want to hear about it. No matter how self-righteous you are in your social justice crusade, that audience doesn't want to hear about it. So well, what did you do for your company? You're a marketing executive, and you just blew a gigantic hole in your ship. 26% of sales, gone. And it gets worse every week. Was... But I misinterpreted this story. I thought they were actually putting all this on the shelves, but it was really just a special thing, and they sent her a can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But look, imagine if they put it on the shelves. Well, I, I thought that. I wasn't following the story closely enough to know, and I thought, did they really put this on shelves in grocery stores and stuff? No, and I don't think they're going to. And but you know what? Though? Most people would walk past the display and not even it, know who Dylan Mulvaney is and just go, what? No, nobody nobody did. But she, They would think it's some woman. She, You know, somehow that got her. See, on social media, stuff gets to a, a billion accounts just like that. Yeah. And so the whole world figured out what the story was right away, and a lot of young guys don't want to deal with it. They, but do they you don't, think it's a micro story? If I went out in the street right now and asked 100 people who Dylan Mulvaney is, would one know? It's not. Would one know? It's not Dylan Mulvaney. It's that she's a transgender. But they would. But someone would only know that if they knew who she was. Otherwise, it's well, just a girl's uh, face on a can. Yeah, but but in social media circles, you learn about it very quickly, and then it got a lot of news coverage. But social media circles are very small, is what I'm no, saying. No, but they get big very very quickly. You know how many mm. how many tens of millions of people have seen. Uh, uh, 
Kid Rock blasting away the beer cans. It was, it was the like, same person sharing it with his friends. No, no. It's like, actually, most most of the guys I know were talking about it. And and even adults who don't drink beer just were astonished that you could misunderstand your audience so grievously. And it didn't help that the advertising executive said that Bud Light was a fratty beer. It was uh, juvenile people and juvenile commercials. You insult the audience. You say they you basically call it's the audience pretty a, accurate. Yes, but you're trying to sell a product. You have to make friends with the people buying your product. You can't tell them what they're supposed to believe and what they're supposed to support. You know, they'll they'll they like the Clydesdales. They're fine with that. They're fine with sports figures. They're fine with goofy little skits for commercials during a football game. They don't want to deal with this. This is like, see, I get completely the same thing, but kind of a different. I get annoyed. I was watching the NFL draft last week, and I'll probably get in trouble for saying they overdo it with the military. Why do mm. they have to bring out the military every five minutes? Yeah, that stuff bugs me too. We get it. We understand, right? You know that a lot of your fans, but this would be a case, John, of them going in the right direction, right? Well, because you think a lot of their fans probably are. Well, desperate. they do. They do. You know, I mean, I mean, beer drinking football fans. They're 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 the Midwest. They're the South. They're working class. You know, she was hoping the only people who really are into this, these social justice movements, are the four W's: the white, wealth, wealthy, wealthy women, right? No, white. Wealthy, woke women, Woman. they vote heavily Democratic, very progressive. It's really trendy, you know. So this is what Bud Light was reaching out to then. Because I'm how, looking at how, an interview okay. here with one of the marketing executives <laughs> saying we're trying to promote the brand to young people. Right. right. I guess she thinks they're more accepting of <laughs> oh, yeah. trans influencers. No, that, see, that's, that's, that is the danger <laughs> of stereotyping. Obviously, a lot of young men are not and are not going to become that anytime soon. Everybody likes to go with these trendy, broad-brush stereotypes, and stereotypes are always wrong, and they go in all directions. And this was a bad, stupid advertising stereotype if you want to sell beer. You want to be a social justice warrior? That's great. But look what happened. You lost 26% of the market. Now, now, how do you get that back? And and she was so obnoxious because a video ran, went around with all her comments about uh, about the customers being fratty and juvenile, or the beer was targeted in a fratty juvenile way. And you know, you got you got Kid Rock with the machine gun and the middle finger. That's what you got back. Now, what do you do? You're running a business. Your job is to make money. It's a public company. People buy shares of stock in Anheuser Busch. The company well, it's lost. Generally, five a rule of thumb in the business that you don't take on any controversial things. That's why com companies never did. And 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 Donald Trump Jr. tried to cover for the uh, executives, saying, hey, look, the, the, the executives, these guys are Republicans. They they vote for, they yeah, uh, yeah. they donate to Republican uh, candidates and all. But that, that didn't even work. I, and it's just, don't disrespect your audience. Don't give the audience something they don't want that's controversial. That's just basic business 101. Understand what audience you have, because guess what? The white, woke, wealthy women are drinking ex expensive Chardonnay. They're not going to pop open a Bud Light. It doesn't matter how many social justice warrior causes you put in the beer can. Those women are going to drink wine. And the crowd that's drinking your beer is never going to drink wine. You understand? It's two different worlds. So wine people can can take on a cause like that but you're you're you got low rent beer you got cheap beer i mean i mean do you have a brain in your head 
Are you at all connected with the world? But this is a woke virus. People are doing weird things. Ever since Trump got elected, people's brains broke. They <laughs> broke. And uh, everything became like a woke crusade. It's like, stop it. You know how many people are just not interested in these topics? A lot of people don't care. They don't wish ill on anybody, but they don't care. They don't that would hear, be me. They don't want to hear me. it. That's why I told you I didn't even follow this story. Right, because they don't care. They're right. Uh, but 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 people have a reaction when they feel something that they don't want to hear about gets shoved down their throats. Hmm. And then it's like, no, you're you're gonna you're not gonna push that on me. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of seeing it. That's the way they feel. And you're again, doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. You're trying to sell beer to them. But again, if they just made a couple of cans for her and she showed one off on social media. It, it's not like it was everywhere. That's I think point. so many people, so many people, especially guys, uh, especially uh, especially guys are really sick of it all. And, and they're people, transphobic. They're, yes, they're and uncomfortable. That's the whole thing. They don't want to hear the names. They don't care about your names. They don't, they don't care. They, want, they don't want it discussed anymore. No, they don't care about your names. They don't care about your pronouns. They don't care about all the snark and all the scolding and the wokeness. They don't care. They're tired of hearing it. Your job is to sell beer. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, and don't forget, we're on the air from 1 to 4 every weekday. So if you cannot hear any part of the show live, you can always pick it up on demand. Right after 4 o'clock, the podcast is posted at KFIAM640.com. Also on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, story, uh, well, it seems to be a lot of mass deaths lately. Uh, we have a story out of Oklahoma, which deserves a few minutes to spend on it because... It uh, well, it's once again the lesson of you got to be careful who you run into in life. We're going to get the the report first from uh, KGRH reporter Amanda Slee. Uh, the parents of one of the victims found dead in this home. You may have heard this story. Police were looking for a couple of missing teens and two girls, and when they actually tracked them, they came to a house where there were seven. Dead bodies in a place called Henrietta, Oklahoma. And it all comes back to, and here's the part about lessons that have to be learned, a convicted sex offender. Let's listen to the news report. Sources in LADA. Uh-oh. I don't even know what we're supposed to do next. I don't even know if we're going to bury our daughter. The Webster family, grieving the loss of Ivy Webster, visited the scene just a mile away from their home. Sad, frustrated, and hurt, the family says they just want answers. I wanted to go on the land and get the answers myself, and I know I can't. As they reflect on this past weekend, the Websters are sharing new details about the events leading up to the deaths. They say on Saturday, Ivy and her friends Brittany Brewer and Tiffany Guess went to the mall and main event, then had a sleepover, all things they've done before. On Sunday, Ivy's mom got a message from her that she said had a different tone than normal, but not so different that she was alarmed. Later that day, I get a call from Jesse a little while, about five or so, saying, oh, yeah, we're still out here in McAllister. The phone was really cutting out. Um, not getting good service. I said, okay, keep me updated. And that was the last and contact. That, that probably... 
I believe the girls were already gone at that point. Now learning about Jesse McFadden's criminal history and status as a registered sex offender, they are calling for change in the justice system. I ask our Congress people to get stricter on these pedophiles, to keep them locked up, to hold them in jail, because no other family should go through what we're going through right now. The Websters tell me they believe McFadden planned this and say it could have been worse as he supposedly invited more of the teen's friends over. So for parents everywhere now worried about something similar happening to their family, the Websters have a message. Don't trust anybody. Look up everything you possibly can on everybody around you where your kids are going to be around. For those remembering Ivy, these grieving parents say they want people to think about the kind heart she had and how she went out of her way to make others happy. All right, you can tell that's Oklahoma television. <laughs> uh, let's uh, go back and kind of give you uh, the details behind this story. Um, the dead people that were found uh, were uh, a woman by the name of Holly Guess, and her children, Riley Elizabeth Allen, 17, Michael James Mayo, 15. And then these two girls that were missing, Ivy Webster, 14, Brittany Brewer, 15. And we saved the best for last. Jesse McFadden, 39 years old, on the state's sex offender registry. And in fact, facing a case of child porn, he was supposed to appear in court. He was actually convicted in 2003 of first-degree rape. He was in prison until October of 2020. He was scheduled to appear in court Monday for the start of a jury trial on charges of soliciting sexual conduct with a minor and possessing child porn. And apparently, right before all this ended for all of them, he texted his victim and said, you're the reason for this. So my guess is while they're tight-lipped, he killed them all, then killed himself. And I guess he took these two teen girls, too. Well, a, what do you think's going to happen if you let out a sex offender? I, I have never heard an argument for ever letting one of these guys out. Never. But what, so what do you think's going to happen? That's another thing you cannot cure. Yeah. There's no therapy for that. There's no operation for that. There's no drug for that. So, what, what, of course, you're going to end up with teenagers killed. Probably after getting sexually assaulted. That's what these guys do, right? Birds fly, lions roar, sex offenders sexually attack uh, girls. And some of them kill. And uh, this will keep happening until we just lock them up and never let them out. Nope, nobody, yeah, somebody has should be forced to make an argument. Prove that you can uh, somehow make a sex offender safe. I mean, they put a lifetime stigma on them. They put a lifetime warning. You're on registered on the sex offender list. Well, nobody knows who's on the sex offender list. You have to go looking you for it. You have to go looking for it, right? In California, but, we remember Megan's law, and you have to go looking for it. But you can't it. do that all day for every town you go through, every neighborhood you visit, every shopping mall you go to, right? You can't spend the whole day on the sex offender list. And, and, and even if you did... You know, you kidnap somewhere. You get kidnapped in the parking lot of a shopping mall, let's say, or at a 7-Eleven. So what's the point of having him on a registry if he's just hanging out at a store and decides he's going to grab these two cute girls in the parking lot? 
Well, in state prison in 2017, this guy was accused of having a cell phone contraband and using it to communicate with a 16-year-old and getting nude photos from her. Well, right. he was in jail. Yeah, because it's uncontrollable urges. You know, it's so like, it's like, that led to my question. I guess she didn't know. Why did she marry him? She just married him in 2021, it says. Um, it cost her her life and her kid's life. I, I I have a feeling it didn't come up during the dating process. It says he tried to keep it right. I, I Yeah. I don't know how well she screened him. Well, as a did, potential marriage partner. I but don't know. I, I mean, to I, not know somebody you're uh, dating. He was in prison until October of 2020. Who, it looks who, like he married her the next year. When you when you fall in love with somebody and decide you want to marry him, who looks up their criminal history? Now, nah. nobody does. How would you know? And he's not going to tell, right? If if you've been convicted of some terrible sex crime, are you going to tell the woman who wants to marry you? They did learn a few months ago that he had been convicted of first-degree rape in 2003 and was in prison until October 2020. But that was after she married him. No, you yeah, well, you can't let them out of prison because, of course, they're going to go somewhere. Maybe they'll go to another town, and you could come up with a fake name anyway. Of course, they're not going to tell. They're not going to disclose their rape convictions. <laughs> I mean, the, the, whole, the whole premise of this is preposterous. Don't let them out. Of course, they're going to do this. It's just a matter of who's going to get it. All right. When we come back, another sordid chapter encircling the drain, San Francisco. Nordstrom is leaving, taking with them, of course, Nordstrom Rack. It's their discount outlet. We'll talk about that and more. Oh, we got interesting news on Biden, too. John and Ken KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 